Hello, everyone. Welcome to season two of the Owl's Nest podcast. I'm Katie. And I'm Karen. And this is Owl's Nest, the podcast, where we talk about all things books, publishing, and writing for the adolescent imagination. Come in and listen. So, since we are back with a new season, and we are opening for submissions on September 1st, we thought we would spend our first episode, just a quick little episode here to talk about what it is that we are looking for this time around. So this is really geared towards submitting authors, but of course, we hope that everybody can will be interested in what we have to say because this speaks as well to the sorts of books that we publish here at Owl's Nest, what we're looking for and, and why we are looking for them. And also like areas that we like kinds of books that we don't have in our publishing calendar yet. I mean, I feel like readers, our readers might, will be interested to know, like, what are we looking for? What, what haven't we seen yet that we are hoping to see? Um, holes, holes to fill. Yes. Yeah. And, and what we're, what we've got coming up in uh, 2024 and beyond as mm-hmm. well. Yeah. So, because publishing is a long game. It is. And what we are looking at, what we're, what we're going to be taking submissions uh, and queries for this September Realistically, these are books that we will be publishing in 2025. Yeah. Which is crazy. You know, maybe late 2024, but um, by the time we get submissions read and decisions, you know, offers made and, you know, potential authors made, I guess offers made, I should say, and um, negotiations and everything like that, we're really looking at 2025 and beyond. Yeah. Looking at 2024 and what we have on the calendar for uh, the rest of 2023 here and and 2024, I will say that we are pretty teen heavy right now. We really need some middle grade. We have been seeking middle grade submissions for a while. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, the middle grade submissions that we have gotten the last couple rounds have just not quite... They've just not quite been what we were looking for. Yeah, um, of course, quite the right fit. Yeah, that doesn't mean that that they're not that they won't find a home other places or that they're not worthy of publication. But they weren't quite they weren't quite what we were looking for at Owl's Nest. Of course, we're not going to call out anything or by name or be too specific about anything. But for submitting authors, it's really important to understand that. This is true for any agent or any publishing house. I I think it's even more true for a small publishing house like we are, is that in order for us to sign a project, we have to be very passionate about Mm -hmm. it. Our our team is small, and so this has to be a book that we are really excited about because we have to be working with it for the next year or more. Yeah. And so it has to be something that connects with us. A year in production right, alone. Right, And then we will be promoting that book throughout the course of the author's contract length with us. Right. So it's a book that we will be having, you know, like intimate yes. time with, basically. That we have to be willing as a team to to read, reread, and read again, again <laughs> you know, over and over again. And to... to to put precious resources into also every book, you know, when you add up all of the person power that goes into it, the hours, all of it, it, it is hours and hours and hours and hours, hundreds of hours. 
And so much money goes into producing each book. So really each one, you know, if we're going to sign a project, it has to be something, again, that we are super duper passionate about. So we have lots of wonderful submissions that come across um, our virtual desks. Absolutely. And we've had a few this past spring and summer where we requested full manuscripts and we liked we liked them. Right. But we were not passionate about them. Right. Not enough to... We're talking about middle grade submissions here. So when we say we want... We're still seeking middle grade. We did have some middle grade submissions that we were really hopeful might turn out. But last spring and, and summer... Uh, so if you're listening to this and you're, you know, s- screaming at your listening device saying, I did submit middle grade and it was perfect for you. Because I know that authors do that sometimes. I have been that author screaming at my computer at an agent, you know, who's asking for a book that I submit. Basically, I submitted. Sometimes it just comes down to, you know, was the agent passionate about the project? They feel like they connected with it. Is the publishing house passionate about this particular, about about your voice, about your writing style, about how you executed the story. Or, or the story itself, too, you know? Or the, yeah, or you know. the story itself. Yeah, sometimes you can recognize, I know that this story is a story that readers are going to enjoy and that there's an audience for this, but this isn't this isn't something that I feel I can, I can read over and over again because I'm not passionate about it myself. So we are still seeking middle grade. Yes. We did not end up connecting with some of the projects that we re- requested in the spring and the summer in the way that we felt that we that we were hoping we would. What about middle grade in particular, though? Are we What sorts of stories are we particularly looking for, Katie? Oh, man. I would still love to see a historical fiction. I'd still love to see historical fiction. Actually, and that goes for teen to it. That doesn't necessarily... I mean, that's just a genre that I would love to see. It is, it is my favorite genre, and we haven't... We have had historical fantasy... But not just a straight historical fiction. And I would really love to see some historical fiction. Middle yeah. middle grade in particular, because that is, you know, that's the that's the category that I love. But really any any age category historical fiction I'd love to see. I think we'd love yeah. to see more. You know what? This is super specific, but I know this is something that you and I have both talked about. It's so specific. It's almost <laughs> but it's a genre, it's like a subgenre that people really love every a lot so many I have so many friends who loved horse books when they were little we would love to see a (laughs) horse book (laughs) yes horse books are huge and not when we say horse books we don't mean like the horse is anthropomorphic like talking we mean like girls and their horse like girls with horses okay (laughs) like you know, girls who go to ranch camp or something like oh, that. Oh, totally. Like, like a hey dude <laughs> sort of. Yeah. I don't know why. Well, I do know why because I love them. I know. I did you love You loved them. Like, I did. I don't know. I don't know. They're just, it's a whole thing. Like, I would go to the library and check out, like, any series that was, like, the little skinny books that were, like. Yep. I can picture we're the covers. On the ranch. Like the yearling classics. I know there yeah, were some Yeah, oh, horse yearling books classics. That, yeah. Give us the horse books, please. Yes. So yeah, that's very specific. But if you have something like that, please send it our way. Yeah, super specific. Like, so yeah. specific. <laughs> sub, sub, sub genre. <laughs> I, but I think, too, I, we, you know, we'd love to see more classic science fiction, like pure science oh, yeah. fiction. That is something that we haven't seen a lot of at all. And we'd love to get that on our production schedule. I will say what I we don't want to see mm-hmm. anymore. 
I and I we're not gonna like put a restriction on this on our website, but well, I don't know. Maybe we will. Maybe we do need to write something out to this effect. And I will say this is true of both middle grade and teen. We don't want to see any more stories uh, submitted to us with like abusive parents. We are getting we have we get an, an overabundance of so those many. sorts of submissions. So many. And it's not that we are minimizing that reality for readers we just have gotten so many of those submissions and i will say this too i hope i don't get any angry emails about this (laughs) of the submissions that we have received telling these sorts of stories we haven't felt as though they are they are told in a way that will i don't want to say that we haven't felt as though they're accurate but we we do kind of feel as though they haven't been told in a way that would be broadly applicable mm-hmm. to readers i guess so it feels like the the stories that we've been that have been submitted to us well first of all the sort of abusive alcoholic parent stories mm-hmm. which again uh, an overabundance of these have been extreme yeah like not like oh this you know the parent has a few too many drinks at night but like extreme and very disturbing i'm not going to give you know examples obviously from people's work but extreme and very like very abusive very they're extreme so situations of alcoholism yeah. like so heavy to the degree where you you know we've read these submissions and we've thought to ourselves most likely the author is drawing from some personal experience in order to to write this sort of scenario or you know either they're drawing from some personal experience or they're just imagining to themselves that mm-hmm. this is what this must be like and they are really going overboard mm-hmm. with the description we have sensitivity readers i'll just kind of put it that way who have have looked at these um, submissions and and have even said no that's 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 too far and so when we look at it from those that perspective and again I don't want to get any angry emails from from people saying well that was my experience and so that's why I wrote it that way I can appreciate that everybody has their own unique experiences especially in situations of abuse or alcoholism and traumatic experiences but if we're going to be publishing a book, um, especially being a very small publisher and thinking about how can we release books to, a, you know, a general readership, because we're not releasing sort of a niche books, you right. know, we, we need to be able to reach a, a broader audience in order to just survive as a publishing house. Some of these stories have, have been like, I mean, generally speaking, they, this doesn't seem like an experience that the majority of people who have abusive parents would relate to or just speaking from the number of middle grade novels that I've read some of which have dealt with really heavy topics generally speaking in middle grade they they need to be really heavy topics need to be dealt with with a light hand yeah the book cannot be pervasively heavy in middle grade it just that is it's that's a very and it's a very difficult line to walk us kind of having more of a care for our audience and how to reach our audience best and how to kind of love our audience best we are just we kind of want a moratorium on those sorts of of stories and if you have to ask yourself well how much abuse is too much abuse in my story to submit it then maybe just if it would need a content warning, should we just put it that yeah. way? Yeah. If it would need a content warning printed in the book before publication, it's probably not going to be right for us. So that's across the board for middle grade and teen books. So, and that usually, usually we get those on contemporary 
Mm -hmm. That's largely contemporary. And I get it because that's, that's, that's generally what the kinds of things that you're dealing with with in contemporary novels can be, but aren't always dealing with difficult topics. And we're not saying don't deal with difficult topics. That's not at all what we're saying. This is more specifically the breadth and depth of of the heaviness of the book. Of the described abuse. Yes, of the described abuse. Yes, I, I think, but speaking to that, we would like to see more contemporary. I think particularly in teen, although we do have, you know, our, our calendar is filled with teen books. The one sort of gap in our teen in our teen line right now is contemporary. So that might be something that we're looking for as well. I don't know. Do you agree with yeah. that or not? Yeah, I would agree with that. I would say if we're, it's, this is where it gets hard for me because I love teen. You know, your area is more middle grade and I love teen. However, because of the authors that we have signed so far mm-hmm. and with the probability and the reality already that our existing Owl's Nest authors are going to go forth and pitch right. us new Again. books. Yeah. You know, we have more authors at, at Owl's Nest who are writing teen mm-hmm. than middle grade. Our schedule for 2024 is mostly filled up with teen books so and looking ahead to the future you know again many of our um existing authors not all but many of them will be writing sequels or pitching us new books so there is less room in our publishing schedule for new teen submissions yeah but I would love to see a good science fiction. You know, we have a lot of teen fantasy. I would love to see science fiction. Another genre that's really that's really missing from from both from both categories of books is mystery. And I understand that that's a hard one in in mm-hmm. to write for teen and middle grade, but it's still something that I think we're searching for because they can be the ones that do exist tend to be really fun. So um, that is something else that I'd like to see is mystery. Another thing that I that we don't want to see mm. is that again that is not specifically stated on our website is we don't want to see books that are nostalgic and like like if it's set in the 80s or the 90s and called contemporary mm. they have to be yeah definitely. yeah like nostalgic set in the 80s or the 90s or like the even like the, the the early aughts you know called contemporary or even called historic if it's called contemporary, it must be contemporary. It must reflect kids today, you know, and and the way that kids, adolescents today act, think, behave, you know, the world as it is today, you know, give or take 10 years, right? <laughs> and then, but if it's historical, it must actually have some sort of historical event in it. Like it has to, it has to be about history in some way, shape or form. If you set a book in the 90s because that's, hey, when you grew up and that's all you're comfortable with and you can't be bothered to learn, you know, how kids these days act and you're actually kind of annoyed by kids these days, but you love that 90s music and you love that 90s vibe, maybe you shouldn't be writing for teenagers <laughs> or, or figure out some way to, to make it you know, an actual historical, you know, nostalgic sort of, you know, wrap it up in, in, in some sort of 
Historical context. Historical context. And not, not not just, well, this is the era that I loved. Yes, I agree. I think it can't just be the setting. A historical fiction has to be set in a particular place for a particular reason. And to me, that comes down to actually loving your audience mm-hmm. and not just wanting to write about the era in which you were born or the era in which you were a teenager because you have a nostalgic attachment to it. I think if you're going to be doing that, then you really ought to be writing a book for adults and do it as more of kind of a, you're writing a book about teenagers, but for adults with adult themes, Mm -hmm. because the nostalgia theme is really for adults. To me, that's kind of a Stranger Things syndrome or a vibe or whatnot, but Stranger Things is really not a show for teenagers. It's a show for adults that is about the 1980s and is is really targeted at you know gen x so think about who your audience is um yeah but if it's if it's a nostalgia era book that's that's really not not what we're looking for what else i mean i sort of mentioned the the genres that i'd really love to see historical fiction top of the list for me but but yeah science fiction and mystery too oh we will not be opening up to classic submissions this round. We are working on some classics already that are taking up our attention and we have them scheduled out. We have some existing submissions we're still considering right now and we have uh, some classics that we are are working on with existing authors in-house and just considering how we are producing those volumes. So this round, we are not opening up to classic submissions. Yeah, I think we can probably end that here. That gives you all a pretty good idea of the things that we're looking at and the things that we're not looking for. Sometimes, I think sometimes it's more helpful to know what you're not looking for than what you are looking for. Sometimes I think that's that's an interesting, you know, way to look at things and So that gives everyone a good idea of the things that we are and aren't looking for. And we are really excited. I'm really excited to see what people have ready to submit. So we're looking forward to to the stories that we're about to we're about to read. We know we had our highest level of submissions ever Mm -hmm. in the spring. 2023 so we're excited to see what happens in 2024 here. Again, submissions is always hard though because you always end up saying no to the majority of what comes in, and that is just logistics. It's hard on both sides. It's hard on both sides. Yeah, we don't like to have to say no, um, but we're always excited to see what's going to come in and what we're going to end up being passionate about and what's going to be a great fit for us um, as a publishing house. On our website, be sure, if you are thinking about submitting, be sure to check out our submission guidelines, read through our FAQ, which gives you a complete picture of what it is that we do here, what it is that we don't do here. If you submit something that violates our, you know, some of our standards, of course, that's going to be uh, an immediate pass. And in 2024, we, again, it's going to be a, a pretty teen heavy year it's not all teen books where we do have some middle grade coming out but we are really looking forward to what we have on the schedule Mm -hmm. so be looking for our book announcements and we will be looking forward to your submissions yeah thank you everybody and welcome back to the podcast and thanks to Allie for producing as always and to Wilder Adkins for our music go and give him a listen on Spotify. Mm-hmm. We have a good season coming up, everybody. We've got some good people, that we've, good interviews. We're, we're mixing it up this time around. We hope that you enjoyed this episode of Owl's Nest, the podcast. Until next time. Toot, toot.